0: so here's the real mystery how do regular folks like you and me who have families and real lives who have careers and regular nine-to-fives really fare in the personal finance game why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios.
1: All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. Once again, I'm your host, Charles McGill, and I'm so excited uh, to talk to you guys today. And we have the credit boss herself with us. Eva Palacios, you out there?
2: (laughs) What's up? I am. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've been talking quite a bit offline. We probably should have recorded most of the stuff we were saying. <laughs> we, were saying.
2: we probably would have already had a podcast by now.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, how, how are you doing? Let's let's start there. How How are you doing? How's your day going?
2: My day's been weird. I'm feeling a little off, but I'm just like, you know what? Let's go. Like, let's go. Yeah. Sometimes we have our off days. I've been off since Monday and I don't understand
1: why. <laughs> well, I know that you were, you had a couple of days straight. I don't know even how long it was, but you were just like in beast mode. It was just like, you were crushing it. I know you're still working on some really good stuff. Um, so maybe, maybe your body's just, you know, saying, hey, let's, let's chill for a little bit. We went hard. For, we went too hard.
2: <laughs> no.
0: Yeah.
2: See, not, nah. I, I don't know. Like I... If, if my mind is not ready to slow down, I get so frustrated because I'm like, why are we slowing down right now? Like, let's go. Like, we've been on a roll. Yeah. Like, just keep up. Let's go.
1: I love it. I <laughs> but love yeah,
2: it. I, I haven't been sleeping right because I've just been grinding, you know, working on some amazing stuff. And of course, if you're grinding all day, you're not sleeping right. Therefore, you're not eating right. So yeah, I'm a mess right now, but it's okay. We'll get through it.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. Because you're still an inspiration to a lot of people. I still get inspired by you because I know you're still, even even when you're quote unquote off, you're still crushing it. So yeah.
2: <laughs> good, good. I'm glad people can, can can see that I'm not, you know,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think your normal is like 200%. So now you're about 100%. <laughs> And so so now it's like okay, <laughs> you're like what is this normal? What is it to feel like to be normal? Why, yeah, why I...
2: <laughs> definitely not normal.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, no, I am um, having a pretty good week myself. I was I was kind of in a funk earlier, and I think I told you about that. But I
2: remember, you were in a funk last week, and now
1: it's yeah. me this week. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe something going around. But how so? How I got out of it was just you know, really honestly, just keeping my nose to the ground. I figured it's going to pass at some point, just keep continuing to work and, um, it'll, it'll show up. They'll figure it out, you know, figure yourself out. Cause there's, I couldn't understand why it came. So yeah. I didn't want to try to figure out, you know, how to make it leave. Cause I didn't, I don't know. I was just like, let me just keep working. <laughs> it'll sort itself out. And it has, I feel a lot better, um, doing, doing better. Um, so yeah. Yeah.
2: That's good. That's good because you know you're you're a C. So normally you would be trying to figure out what's up. Yeah, me. me I'm just like, no, let's go. Like, there's nothing to figure out. Like, come on, let's move.
1: Yes, and and just be, before I forget, just want to let the audience know. Sometimes you'll hear uh, even I reference these letters D I S and C. They're they're an acronym for disc. And this is like a personality mm-hmm. assessment. And it basically tells you kind of like, you know, what your uh, dominant preferences as you approach mm-hmm. life. And so um, my uh, DISC assessment is a, a high C, um, high S, um, but mainly C is, is like my dominant one. Um, and so that's what she means. <laughs> and well, we don't want to get too deep into that. But uh, but for those who are kind of familiar with that, that's that's what we're referencing when we say that.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I love it because there there is actually a lot of people in the community who have taken the DISC assessment. So when we refer to each other's letters, they're like, wait a minute, you're a D too? Me yeah. too. And we all have like that common bond. So yeah, it's kind of cool.
1: That's right. So Eva, you are a what?
2: I am a high D, high I.
1: 99B. Yep, I'm, I'm a high really, high, really? Oh, wow. So, I'm, I'm a high, uh, I didn't know that. Um, I'm a high uh, C, high S. Actually, 99C, 99S.
0: What? C That's why we get along so well.
1: <laughs> That's it. The <laughs> and the yang. There we go. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know your scores. I knew you were high. I just didn't know those were your scores. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. So we, So, we should actually have everything covered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hopefully. I would think so. I think that's why we work so well together.
1: That's right. That's right. That's amazing. Um, Okay, cool. So, all right. So um, we've been talking about, we were trying to figure out what to talk about today because there's so many things um, to talk about. Uh, We're trying to narrow it down. We have some things in the works that we're trying to hold off on and get the timing right. So that's why um, we're like, man, what do we talk about? But uh, today, uh, the topic that came up, which uh, I thought was really interesting, was something I've heard um, kind of repeated a lot. And as I'm being someone who is um, starting to, um, you know, just really look at my personal finance. Thanks to Eva, I'm really, you know, kind of taking inventory and really uh, looking at building wealth a whole lot differently, starting to invest in things and, you know, just position myself differently, educate myself in a different way. Um, and one thing that, that kind of, um, you know, because Eva and I both go to church. We actually go to, we actually go to the same church. That's right. That's a part of our story that a lot of people don't know that we when we met, we were talking about, how did, how did we, I forgot that story.
2: I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, I think cause you were talking about, um, helping someone with their nonprofit through your church.
1: Yeah. I Yeah. A men's group. Yep. A, a, a Christian entrepreneur group.
2: Yes. And then I'm like, oh, well, what church do you go to? And you're like, Bear Creek. I'm like,
1: what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So for the listeners out there, we had had just met for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we were talking, uh, actually met through uh, online, through BU, uh, Reeve University, Eric Thomas' group. And we were talking and and we found out that we lived around the corner from each other. Um, And we went to the same Starbucks that's that's around the corner from our house, (laughs) met there. And then as we're talking, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I got this... uh, Christian Entrepreneur Group at my church. <laughs> he's like, but church? <laughs> and I say to church, he's like, that's my church. So yeah, we've been connected. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of connections. It's, it was crazy. crazy. <laughs>
2: so I think eventually we probably would have crossed paths or maybe yeah. not. Like, cause we've been in Stockton for like a couple years now and, you know, same Starbucks, same neighborhood, same church. And we did not cross paths.
1: Yeah. Most recently, until it was meant to be, I guess. Yeah. But speaking of like the like some references in the Bible, one reference in the Bible because the Bible talks about money a lot, and um, you know, we'll probably there's a lot of stuff we could talk about that the Bible talks about with money. But one thing in particular, especially now that I'm like starting to kind of, you know. Not, I'm not feeling myself yet, but I feel like the knowledge is coming along. So I'm like, you know what? I might end up being a baller pretty soon here. <laughs> uh, so, you
2: know, might yeah. yes, you will. Just watch. Like, hello, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. That's right.
1: That's right. So one thing that came came to mind was this uh, saying or uh, the scripture uh, about how uh, you know the people of God should should aim to be the lender and not the borrower. And, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of power in that statement. Um, And I understand it from a, well, I guess from my previous understanding of it was mainly just being in a position to help people, right? Instead of asking for help, right? But then I started to really think about, um, you know, in this world of like credit, like how to kind of reconcile that scripture uh, or that, you know, that advice with credit. Because, you know, I'm looking at Eva and I'm like, man, Eva got like, 100 something thousand dollars in available credit, it's just sitting there. And I see that, I'm just like, What in the world? Like, it's like at what 160 or something like that right now. It's crazy 169. Oh my god! So I'm like, This is what that you could buy a couple cars, and you know, so but I'm looking at that house in some states, your house in some states, (laughs) slide the card, but (laughs) but but you don't use it, you don't use it like you. You know, your utilization is like really, really low. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to ask myself the question, like, man, like, is that what the scripture was meaning? Like, I don't know. How do you understand it? <laughs> like, tell me why you get all this credit and you don't use it. That's that's the question I'm trying to ask.
2: Um, I'm very disciplined. I have it there in case, in case something were to ever happen. I have access to that and granted obviously it's not my money it's the bank's money but because credit cards are easily accessible because you have the limits you can use them at any time and and you know and that and and the difference is the available credit limit sitting there it's not hurting you you're not paying interest on it none of my accounts have annual fees I got to worry about so in essence it's just sitting there for a rainy day. Like how many of us have heard that saying, prepare for a rainy day. And <laughs> in, in case something happens and I need to cash out and bounce, like we gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you could you could do really well in your cash out. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that many people that could do that well with it. Um, but so okay, so okay, so besides rainy day are there any other advantages to having, you know, just a lots of available credit? Is it, does it give you more like buying power, so to speak, or like, you know, how, how do you leverage it in your, in your, in your life?
2: I, I personally think it, it gives you lots of leverage, lots of leverage. I mean, let's just say, you know, an unforeseen situation happens and you need money now. Like you don't have time to go to the bank and apply for a personal loan or, or ask friends and family, can I borrow money and have them think about whether or not they should let you borrow money? Like if something happens in this moment in time, I can whip out a credit card and be like, done. Like, here we go. Like, let's, let's go. So, you know, in an emergency, you have that capability. In other things that we kind of talked about in, in in you know in previous conversations was if you got really good credit, that's usually because you've got some really great credit cards. Credit cards that probably have really low interest rates. Or you can do certain transactions that could give you a lower interest rate. So we kind of talked about where I've purchased a car by using a balance transfer check Mm. and gotten a 2.99% interest on an auto loan that probably would have cost your average person with decent credit 4 to 5%. So you could do things that could, one, allow you to make the transaction happen right then and there. And two, if you play your cards right, you could be paying lesser interest than the traditional auto loan, or personal loan rate that's
1: out there. Yeah, you know, because these just made way you think about something, because I know that there's sometimes, where well, I don't know, I haven't seen the commercials in a while, but I remember that car companies used to be like, you know, purchase this car at 0% interest, you know? Yeah. then that's a very fi- fine print. You had to have like this, <laughs> basically. you had to have some ridiculous credit score to qualify. But what you're saying is how you can leverage your credit. Because I think you actually said this before, that you were able to, transfer the balance because they were having like a 0% 12 month type of promo and you were able to transfer the balance of that car, um, you know, the car loan to, you know, basically pay no interest for 12 months on that thing. Yeah. Which I think it probably saved you thousands of dollars doing something like that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to the whole, you know, 0% for, for an auto loan, yeah, usually it takes a certain type of credit score to qualify, and if you really read those fine prints, it's only good for certain makes and models. So it's usually good for like the 20 the 2020 or the 2021 vehicles mm-hmm. where you're going to spend more money on the vehicle because it's a newer model, has newer features, so the price tag of the car is higher. So that's where you got to like weigh out. Well, okay, 0% is cool, but am I spending an extra five, ten thousand dollars 10000 on a new, brand new vehicle just yeah. to take advantage of the 0% interest?
1: Got you. So the, the, their profit is built in, in in the cost of the vehicle. So they're exactly. going to bump it. Got you. So the other way, because most of the time too, when they have the low percentages, they're talking about, you know, because they're the lender, you mm-hmm. know, so if they're saying like, yeah, you can get uh 2.9 or 1.9, they're, they're able to make that decision because they're the preferred lender. They're the lender. They're, exactly. you know, I got you, got you. So they can mm-hmm. they can set the terms however they want. They're still going to profit for that. They're still going to win. <laughs> so there we go. Back to lender, not the borrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It sounds like the lender has all the leverage.
2: Absolutely. I mean, if you if you are in need of something and you do not have the cash to be able to take action, Where are you going to go? You're going to go to somebody that's going to lend you money. Mm. Now, dependent upon the need and the dependent upon, you know, what the situation is, that's why you got, unfortunately, you've got those, in my opinion, loan shark type services that will charge an arm and a leg and interest because-
1: Payday payday loans.
2: Payday loans, title loans, you write your car title over. Mm. And in exchange, they give you this. And now if you can't pay it back, they repo your car. But payday loans are the worst. Payday loans are 300 to 400% in interest.
1: Yeah, I've so, been there. I've been there, unfortunately. I've I've had to do that a couple of times.
2: And to be able to break that cycle is so hard. I mean, that's why you see payday loan places all over the place is because they're constantly making money every week or every two weeks based on, you know, whenever you get paid.
1: Yeah. And I've heard in some places there, uh, there's more of them than fast food restaurants. What?
2: Oh my gosh.
1: It's like, it is funny because it's like, it's, it's it's like, you know, whenever you're in, you know, basically, a uh, any type of hood in the United States is because Mm -hmm. you'll see fast food, you'll see payday loans, you'll see, uh, unfortunately churches as well. Wow. But yeah, um,
2: Oh, they know. They know. They do demographics and all of that stuff. And they're like, oh, this looks like a good neighborhood we can make money off of all these people at. And plop, there goes a payday loan place.
1: Which 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 actually to something I had talked about earlier, another podcast makes me really upset. It's like the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Yeah. Right. So like you already know that, that these folks are in a tight spot. So you're gonna charge them a ridiculous interest because wow. they're in that type of spot. To, you know, you would never charge anyone that's rich 300% interest. You can't. Oh, no,
2: no. Because somebody would literally go by their store or their shop and be like, you're out your mind. You ain't going to get no money from me. Yeah. They know the system. They know where they can go to borrow money and what they're worth. What, you know, what they're worth, knowing what you're worth will, will totally change how you do business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, at the end of the day, there's reasons why these financial institutions were created. It's to prey on people who don't know no better, number one, or number two, people who are in a tough, delicate situation and they have no choices but to choose them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. The lender, not the borrower. So it's, it's it's still kind of bringing me back to that. Like, yeah, the power is all in the lender's hands. Right, yeah. And so I guess what it's basically saying is, you know, because of, you know, so for example, like, you know, as a, as a, as a Christian, you know, the hope is, is that you have some, some um, morality and, and some, uh, some kindness and some, you know.
2: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> some, I don't know how those people can like sleep at night. Like, are they sleeping like, man, I just made 400% on that one and that one and that one and that one. And that one. Like
1: I don't. Apparently so. <laughs> so I guess what what the Bible is saying that we need more of us who oh. uh, are kind-hearted mm-hmm. to be in positions to help others, um, so that you know those things don't happen. Because I can imagine, you know, like you know, it would be such a, a blessing, you know, if if uh, you could have certain people who you know could help out those less fortunate and not charge them so much, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting thing. Um, I didn't really want to go there, but I was just that I'm starting to think about it, I was just like, man, that's 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 really messed up.
2: Yeah. And and just think like so it's so crazy because you know, I've been surrounded by all kinds of people. And I always tell people, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you better change rooms. And and I I used to be intimidated by being in rooms with people that I felt were smarter than me. Now I'm like, okay, where are the smart people at? Let me go hang with them. <laughs> like, what are they doing to really make moves? And, um, and it's crazy because, you know, my, my most recent exposure is, is real estate investing. And, and it's crazy because, and, and it's so funny because one of my Facebook friends reached out to me and, and she was like, so like, how do you invest in real estate? like? You just get pre approved like a normal person <laughs> and, and like get like a 30 year fixed or whatever. And I'm like, you could, but nine times out of 10, depending upon what the real estate investment is like, if you're gonna hold it or if you're gonna fix and flip it, there are private money lenders. Who are these private money lenders? These are private money lenders. These are people like you and I, Charles, who yeah. have a boatload of money. That can lend people the money to buy the property. Granted, it's a private money lender, so the interest rates are higher compared to your 30 year fixed at what, 3% today.
1: And let me just clarify real quick. When, when Eva said you and I, she meant regular people, not people with a lot of money. I ain't got a lot of money. Don't <laughs> nobody get confused with that. Don't come over here asking me for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Just like regular human beings, you know, <laughs> regular joking.
0: human beings that made some really
2: good moves.
1: Um, <laughs> no, go ahead.
2: But so, like, you know, you you go to a private money lender, and like that's this is all new to me. I'm like, what in the world? So you go to this private money lender, and private money lenders, you know they they will check your credit to you know see at least the credit score. Yes. Um, they're verifying the the income that you have in the bank but they're not like verifying employment. They're not verifying um, pay stubs. So because their lending practices are a little bit different, they're charging higher interest rates. Now, granted, these people aren't regulated by like the bank banks. Mm -hmm. So it's completely different, but it gives people the opportunity to invest in real estate where they probably would not even stand a chance with your traditional banking. I say all of that to say this. Those private money lenders charge anywhere between nine and sixteen percent interest. Wow. Now we're talking
1: about we're talking about on homes. So that's a big that's a lot. Yes.
2: We are talking about homes. Yeah. Well, and it depends. Like California, we're talking about a lot of money. <laughs> Texas, Chicago, money's different, right? Got you, got you. But at the end of the day, these are regular human beings who made good financial choices that have money in the bank that will lend to other regular human beings to give them a chance to get their foot into the door. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. So let's just pretend. Let's just pretend the cheapest private money lender is charging 9%. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, today, a 30-year fix is at 3%. You and I can charge 5%. We can meet right back in the middle. That's still 5% interest that we can make on the money, giving somebody that opportunity to do something that a traditional bank wouldn't do.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm.
2: So that's, that's one way to look at when you have credit. When you have leverage, I mean, because let's be real, like we don't know if the private money lenders like really have cash. What if they're just borrowing it all on credit cards at zero percent interest?
0: Hey, quick break here. your victories just search empower you financial in facebook and join our free private group oh and be sure to invite a friend
1: yeah just and then passing getting a little bump yeah yeah making profit off of the bump i got you, you that's interesting saying? well still but still it goes to the whole lender not the borrower so it's still yeah. the advantages is being the lender that's what i'm still hearing the yeah. steam. Like no matter what the situation, if you can find yourself in a position where you're the lender and not the borrower, you're at an advantage. So here's the, the, let's pivot. Uh, But that was really good there because, you know, and actually I'm learning more about real estate thanks to you, thank you. Um, And and, and I also found out that I I thought I was very far away from being able to invest in real estate. Now my own home, that's something a little bit different because it's more traditional. But in terms of being an investor, there's different approaches, different angles. So thank you for that. You've been showing me different ways that I can even get uh, started sooner than I expected. Yep. But let me pivot because staying with this lender, not the borrower kind of theme here. So the question is, I think, you know, people are listening, they're probably like, wow, you know, they're clearly making a case for it's better to be a lender, not the borrower, just like the Bible is saying. Yeah. But the question is, how do I become the lender? Right. If I'm currently the borrower, right, I'm currently someone who's struggling. I'm trying to figure things out. How do I ever get to the side where I'm lending, you know, and, and able to help other people and be in that position of power? Like, so what, what advice do you have for those people who are like, yeah, I hear you. It would be nice to be on the other side of this thing, but right now I'm not. Right now I'm, I'm currently the borrower.
2: Right. Well, you know, I, I always use this saying, you know, success over time, not overnight you know you you didn't get into debt overnight i'm sure it was a series of events a series of time that has gone by and unless you start tackling it now then yeah you might find it very difficult to be the lender and and at the end of the day you just have to remember that in order to advance you got to clean up and take care of what you've got going on right now. I mean, I know there's some people out there that probably are the lender and the borrower right now, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot of work. I mean, handling finances, in my opinion, is is a part-time, sometimes a full-time job. Depends on if you're a single household doing it, if you're a married household doing it. You know, the more bills you have, the more there is to manage. So at the end of the day, it is wise to get your finances in order because it makes no sense if you're paying out, I don't know, 10, 15, 20% interest rate on credit cards, and then you're trying to make moves over here to become a lender when you're just, you're still putting money in the bank's pockets because of all the interest that you're paying. So best recommendation is, you know, get, take inventory of what you've got going on right now and see how much is it costing you with the debts that you have. Versus if you start thinking about investing, To then turn into the lender, you just want to be sure you're making the right moves. And it's crazy because again, something that one of my real estate mentors, you know, teaches is sometimes dependent on your debt load that could paralyze you from making moves, Mm -hmm. but What if you took a little bit of money and you invested that money and based on your investment in so many months or in so many years, your return was going to be X. You in essence could then become the lender and the borrower at the same time. So let's break it down. Um, I'm, you know. Surrounded by awesome people, but let's just pretend let's just pretend all it took you was three thousand dollars to invest in a property. three thousand dollars was your down payment ticket to start investing in
1: real estate and and just to make make it be clear um this is I, well, you're you're saying it as an example, but I also am aware that that actually is a reality in some cases. You actually can get invested with as little as three thousand dollars is that right Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, because I only talk about things that I actually do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just want people to know that because they might be like, you know, like oh, three thousand. Yeah, sure. But no, like you're you're giving an yeah. example, but you're actually giving a like a real example, like something that actually is feasible.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just pretend, you know, three thousand dollars to purchase real estate, and in four to six months, that three thousand dollars turned into fifty thousand dollars. And now that fifty thousand dollars can be used to pay off your debt, put back into savings, and now because you've got savings, you in essence could now be the lender.
1: Mm. So it sounds like to me, what you're what you're saying is to transition from lender from borrower to lender, you may have to play a dual role. Yep. Um, but it sounds like it's a it's a mind shift, as in instead of me borrowing and continuing to borrow, um, that at some point you have to shift to start investing so that you can eventually become the lender.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I don't think we have gotten anywhere without investing in something. Mm. Like everything that we have, we have taken money and invested it in certain things to be able to level up.
1: So okay, so and I think you know, some people may look at the investing as a, as, as more borrowing, right, so to speak, right? You know, because when you when you purchase a home loan or you get a home loan, you're borrowing that money. Yep. But the whole point of it is is to leverage the property to eventually the equity, the equity to eventually mm-hmm. make you more money. Yeah. Okay.
2: Absolutely, and that would be a good move. For a number of different reasons, not just equity, but tax benefits, writing off the interest, the property taxes, closing costs, things like that, where moving forward, if you're going from renter to homeowner, that's going to give you more of a tax refund. So in essence, you're making money by being a homeowner in multiple different ways. Then it's a matter of taking that money, like realizing that money is an investment, not, I mean, you could, there's people that will take the money and completely just blow it. And then there's other people, again, the mindset, there's the other people that are like, I made money in this property because I made money with this investment. I'm gonna take that money and invest in other things.
1: Yeah, it also makes me think about business too, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, one thing I've learned, so a couple of things I've learned because it already... Excuse me, just because of the mind uh, shift, um, I've seen it where, you know, we're starting to just, you know, see some new things, some different things for us in a positive way. Uh, Just some things that you've taught us. Um, I'm already starting to see some results. I actually haven't told you about it, but I'm already starting to see some results. Um, And uh, sorry, my son just walked in.
2: Oh, he's so cute. Real life
1: podcast here.
2: Real life. This is how we roll quarantine time.
0: Oh,
1: uh, okay, okay. That'll be right with you, okay? All right. Um, so yeah, so um we we uh so we've been seeing some some pretty cool things. Um I wanna, can I, can, hello, can I hear some of these results? Yeah, oh, yeah, but not, top secret. It's kinda kinda secret right now. Okay, not, okay.
2: <laughs> next, I mean not, not podcast,
1: not pack not, not podcast right <laughs> now. Uh, but I'll tell you. But basically, though no, in general though, we've been seeing some positive things. Um, And it's just because of the information, just because we have literally like just changed our approach. You know, we, we're, and, I, and like, even though I'm still in a position where I'm still, you know, recovering from, from debt, I'm still trying to pay off debt. I'm now looking at it as, okay, I can use all this money, you know, that I'm getting or any, you know, new money that I'm getting to just pay off debt. And if I pay off the debt, that's cool, but it doesn't make me but It's not money. fun. It's not fun. It doesn't make <laughs> me any money. Or I can actually take a portion of it, mm-hmm. um, pay some of it off, but also invest some of it, which will multiply itself, and then I can have even more money in the, in the future to pay yes. down the debt. So it's, it's just a mindset sh- uh, mindset shift, and I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: But see you found you found that balance though by looking at your finances, breaking it down, you were able to probably look and see, okay, well, I've got this amount of money. I'm gonna put some of it here, maybe you know, alleviate the debt load, alleviate the monthly payments, raise the credit score a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the money, you're gonna go invest it because you can actually see money grow. And yeah, you just got to have that balance. It doesn't have to be, oh no, pay off all your debt first and then you go invest. No, you got to find that happy medium for you in your household. And, because whatever money making moves you make, you want to feel good about it. Yeah. You don't want to feel like, man, I just spent that money and, uh, it didn't do nothing for me or, uh, I'm not going to see anything until, you know, a year from now. So yeah. as long as you find that happy medium, as long as you are paying off debt or investing money and not just blowing it out on eating out and fancy restaurants. I mean, that's okay too once in a while, but you know, you, you are doing good with the money that you're making.
1: Yeah. No, I think that to me, that's, I mean, that's that's just an amazing kind of shift because, you know, traditionally you would think you had to pay down on your debt first. Yeah. You're all, you know, you probably hear, People say, like, well, I got to get my credit right first. I got to get my credit right first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to, a, to a degree, right? It depends on what you're trying to do, right? You know, because yeah. there's certain things where the credit score is lower than what you may think it needs to be, right? Yeah. You know, like, some people think, oh, I need a 700, but not for everything, right? right? And then also for, you know, certain investment opportunities, you know, you don't need to have, well, I know, like, for, you know, like, I, like I just invested in some stocks. Like, i don't, they didn't ask for my credit. <laughs> before at all, you know, right? at all. And I can, you know, make money from that. And then also when it comes to real estate investing, I'm learning that there's just different ways and, yeah. you know, and I might be more ready than I'm actually thinking, you know, I didn't know. And, um, hopefully we'll eventually have, um, you know, some people to come on and talk to, uh, our folks about that because there's tons of opportunities there. Yeah. And Eva has been a great resource for me. And we know we have some, some, uh, experts out there, as well, um, that we'd love to, you know, to invite. Um, <laughs> um, yes. so yeah. So just, I mean, but anyway, I, I think this is just a really cool concept. And I think that, um, for, for those folks out there who, um, you know, may think, cause it, and I'll say I was one of them who would read that scripture. You should be the lender, not the borrower. And actually never actually see myself as being the lender. I remember hoping for it, wishing for it, saying that'd be nice. <laughs> but I really couldn't see a path for it. And not until honestly, you know, being around Eva, um starting to really see money differently and learning that, that scripture is not there just to kind of like entice you and put a carrot in front of you that you can never get. Right. It's it's actually, you know, like a mindset shift and, um, Yeah. So man, thank you, Eva, for that. That's, that's good.
2: Yeah. And honestly, like I never thought of myself even being like that until like I got around the right people and I started, again, it's the information that changes things. So getting around the right people and just having these conversations and just talking about different things, the first thing that came to my mind was private money lenders are letting people borrow it between nine and 16% and there are people actually signing up for that stuff. I was like, well, what if I come in at 8%? Like I would win all of the loans. Right. Yeah. So not until recently, like within the last year, I started thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was more of, of, of a place from my heart. Like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm not going to knock nobody's hustle. if you can get 60% out of somebody like, go ahead with your bad self. But me, I'm like, okay, I need to give other people these opportunities at a lesser rate. Yeah, I make money. I'm not charging as much as them, but why not be the bank? Why not be the lender to give more people that opportunity to then do something that could be a good cause?
1: Absolutely. And just think about it. if we had more people who were you know, um, looking at it, you know, benevolently trying, trying to really benefit people to help people. um, You know, we probably have a a better, a better world where, you know, more people would have what they need and and not, not so much, not so much poverty, not so much, you know, um, people just struggling. You know, we'd have more of a, more of a uh, equal society in terms of, you know, um, opportunities and things like that. So, um, okay. With that said, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this uh, podcast up. But before we go, I just want to have uh, Eva give uh, one last word on uh, this topic. You know, lender, not the borrower. Um, I think for a lot of people, once again, it would be amazing for them to be in that position and be a lender. And, you know, they're still just like, man, how do I get there? Yeah, I think you've covered it a lot. But if, if there's one thing they can start working on right away, like as soon as they get done listening to this podcast, they can immediately put some. The, you know, feet to the ground and start making some moves. What, what would be that that one piece of advice you'd give them for them to shift from borrow to lender?
2: If you have not invested in something, invest in something. Now more than ever, like, you know, th- that saying is, if, if you don't change something, nothing will ever change. So I, I just remember that I, I was never one to buy stocks. And just recently I did. And it's scary and I don't like it. I hate gambling. Like I don't even go to Jackson Rancheria to play at the (laughs) tables because I'm like, no, that's my hard earned money. And if I lose it, I'm going to be mad. But do something where if you're hearing about it, like we're hearing about all these, you know, stocks and splitting and all this mumbo jumbo. If you're around that type of information, listen and take that little risk. To invest in something that could bring you the return. If you've got a lot of debt, I get it. Do what makes you feel that is good in terms of a money making move. Yes, pay down debt is always great because if there is interest growing, yes, that is the money that the banks are taking from you but why not invest at the same time? It could be in your retirement plan. It can be in stocks. It can be in real estate. Heck, you can even invest in people. If you've got somebody that's got a bright idea and they need some startup capital, that would be a great conversation to talk about. So take risks because without risks, there's no rewards.
1: Wow, all right. Okay, y'all, thank you so much uh, for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.
0: Thanks, guys.